Hello, gore whores. Welcome to episode 27 of the Gory Hole podcast. Um, We have a different kind of episode for you guys today. Uh, We did mention on a previous episode that we were guests on Sledgehammer Horror for a segment that they have called My First Horror Movie. And today's episode is the audio from that segment. Um, Sledgehammer Horror is a great YouTube page for all fans of horror. They do a lot of reviewing, ranking, interviews, and just all kinds of horror content. Um, so be sure you go to their YouTube page. It's at Sledgehammer Horror. Hit that subscribe button. You won't be disappointed if you are a horror movie fan. Absolute great content. Um, and they were absolutely a joy to work with. Um, so be sure to go check them out. Um, we will be back next week with our regular content. And until then, stay warm, stay safe, stay gory, and enjoy today's episode of My First Horror Movie presented by Sledgehammer Horror. Here it is. Welcome back to Sledgehammer Horror, guys. I am Ken Sledge, and let's talk horror. Now, today I am joined by the beautiful team of Jenny and Nikki of the Gory Hole Podcast. How are you doing today, ladies? Hi. Hi, how are you? We're good. I am a lot better now, and that is not the third time I've had to ask them that. I just want everybody to be perfectly clear. That's the first time I've ever asked them how they're doing. Now, um, I'm very excited to have you guys here to talk horror with me. But before we talk about why you're here, I would like for the people that don't know you to get to know you a little bit. Bam. Told you I'd nail it. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> they are longtime friends. Uh, Jenny and Nikki are huge podcast fans. And after spending so much time talking about how much they love them and thinking it would be just a fun idea to do, they decided, you know what? Let's just get in there. Let's do it. So with the help of Nikki's husband, Todd, they decided to make the Gory Hole Podcast, where they talk about everything gross, gory, and my favorite, immature. So, um, <laughs> you know, you guys talked about how, you know, you've been podcast fans for a long time and you know, you, you decided this is something that we should do together. We're great friends. This is something we've always had an eye on. What gave you the idea of the Gory Hole podcast to make that be your central theme of the podcast? Well, we tend to, when we tend to talk, we tend to talk about gross stuff. Yeah. Um, those are just kind of, we. she works in human med. I work in vet med. We love talking about gross stuff. So we just... Todd actually came up with the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day we were just out having beers at a brewery and yeah. he said it and we we're like oh we have to do it yeah. yes i will say it's a very catchy title <laughs> and the people do get a little confused though they're like glory hole? yeah I can't find you. it's like no yeah. no no glory hole no 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 yeah <laughs> we're dirtier <laughs> than the glory hole right. yeah <laughs> right the glory hole only worse yes <laughs> right right yeah. um and, and what i love about that is when and again, I would never try to put a label on anything, but to hear two women that are so open about the immaturity and the gore, I think that's amazing because Ashley, my wife, um, she's been a respiratory therapist for years. So, you know, she also does a lot of stuff with intubation and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we'll try to talk and I'm like, okay, yeah, let's not talk about your night. That's yeah. fine. You can keep that to yourself. So I love the fact that you guys take that and you really embrace it. And the best thing about it is your raunchy humor. It's developed a cult following and you've been working on collaborations with other horror lovers, horror creators. And what I think is so special about the horror community is, is how open and willing everybody is to collaborate and root for each other. And that's really all we want. We want everybody in the community to succeed because mm-hmm. your success is my success. We want the horror community to branch out and become something that everybody loves, not just in October. So um, I do in the description have all the links to the podcast on whatever streaming platform you use for podcasting, as well as 
I have all the social media links for these beautiful ladies. So please make sure you are checking that out, following them, subscribing to the podcast. So um, I know we talked about how it's, you know, a little bit gross, gory, immature, again, my favorite, but can you give <laughs> a little bit of an example of like what a, what a basic episode entails for you guys? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we typically follow the, we follow the same kind of format for each episode where we take turns surprising each other with a topic. So okay. that topic has been, you know, again, it's usually gross, gory or immature. So we've done mm-hmm. like an unsolved cold case. We've done um, body farms. We've done, I don't know what else. Um, a lot medieval of, torture devices. Yes. Medieval torture devices. Uh, we did a Bob Berdella episode. Yeah. We did an alien episode. Yeah. Just anything <laughs> weird. So we we will surprise each other, switch off surprising each other with topics, and then we'll cover anything gross or weird in the news. Like some lady had diarrhea on a plane that had to be rerouted, and it was like a hazmat scene. We talked about that. Um, We talked about bidets and poop knives and yeah, um, anything that um, like things that we laugh about. We just kind of have. I I, I've noticed that lately when I talk to Jenny, I don't really talk to her until we're recording because I want to save it all for the podcast. So we just honestly kind of have like a conversation. We do sometimes do trivia and things like that too. Yeah. I got to take a quick time out. Yeah. I got to do a quick rewind. Did I hear poop knives? Yes. Yes. Is that what I heard? Yeah. What in the blue hell is a poop knife? (laughs) Now now I just, my curiosity is peaked. The whole time you were talking just now, I was like, did you say poop knife? Yeah. Yeah. We We, did. We Um, had a poop knife central episode. We did. And... (laughs) We just learned what these were yeah, yeah. not that long ago. I think yes. we were we were talking about bidets and it came I, up. it came up. Yeah. Yeah. It's luckily something we don't <laughs> need, but yeah. a lot of people apparently do. It's a thing. It's a thing. And I was gonna look up the episode and tell you, but um I don't want to stare at my phone all day. But uh yeah, <laughs> well, here's we- what we'll do. Talk about I, it. I have that episode. If you guys are as interested as I am about the <laughs> I have that episode now down in the description on top. Uh, you can subscribe to the whole podcast or you can go listen to the poop knife episode and subscribe right from that episode. So I'm very, cause I'm going to be listening to that while I'm editing this episode. So yeah. I cannot we wait. We read I Amazon reviews of poop knives on that episode and it yeah. was crazy. <laughs> it's wild. And then I just picture the woman with diarrhea on the plane and some guy like that motherfucker back there is definitely real. Get, <laughs> land the plane now. Yes. This is gnarly. Yes. Yeah, there's a whole news article about it. It's uh-huh. Yeah, nothing is off limits. Nothing in, no, in the uh-huh. podcast. Nothing. Man, what a shitty plane ride. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and like I said, what I love about this is how open you guys are to doing this. And the fact that uh, you know, Nikki, your husband Todd was just like, you know what? Poop knives, gory hole, get in there, babe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he now I won't lie, he'll sit over here, he does our editing and stuff, and he uh He'll squirm around a little bit. Yeah. He doesn't really like to hear it. So he will often kind of he'll be out. wriggling. He'll, he'll, be... he'll wriggle around. And uh yeah, he's 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 kind of like you when it comes to your wife talking about, you know, secretions and things. And yep. um my husband prefers not to hear about that. So yeah. he will he gets a little wiggled out, but <laughs> well, Todd, good on you. Love you, mate. I am the same way. She's like, so we were pulling this tube out, and I was like, ah, yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah, done. Whether it's human med or animal med, good job. Seriously, you guys are seriously superheroes. Um, I know that a lot of times it is a thankless job, and what you guys do is underappreciated, undervalued, and extremely underpaid. 
So thank you. I mean, even if you're saying, like you said, whether it's animal or human, you're saving someone's family member. You're working on someone's family member. So at the end of the day, that's what a superhero is. So thank you guys for the hard work that you do. Oh, thank you. I'm very proud to be married to my superhero. So um, it's amazing to meet other people that are in those fields, you know, because like I said, I have to watch my wife and the countless amount of people that she's lost while they were trying to save. And she has to just suck that up and go to the next room and do it again. And, you know, the, the amount of integrity and strength that you guys have that goes unnoticed by a lot of people does not go unnoticed in the sledge house. So thank yeah. you guys for the work that you do. Like I said, somebody gets to hold their family member, whether it's on their lap, petting them or next to them with mm -hmm. their arm around them because mm -hmm. of the work you guys do. So thank you very much of all the immature and gory things, which I love the superhero <laughs> stuff. I love even more. So thank you guys for the hard work you. You for the families around you. So, um, okay. Now that we got that out of the way, um, <laughs> we talk often about, you know, you guys do a horror podcast. You talk about gory and bloody and, I don't think that you would be doing that unless you started somewhere in the horror genre. So now, ladies, I would like to go back to the past and talk about what got you started in the horror genre, your first horror movie. And I'll start with you first this time, Jenny. Your first horror movie was? House on Haunted Hill, the 1950 Vincent Price version of House on Haunted Hill. And I just rewatched that today because uh, it was impossible to find a certain scene for me. But, um, <laughs> You know, Vincent Price is just one of those guys, um, whether it's, you know, House of Wax, House mm -hmm. on Haunted Hill, you know, whenever Vincent Price is in something and just the facial expressions and uh, almost what would be considered overacting today is yeah. just amazing. You know, you could tell that he's a theater actor. He brings that presence to the screen with him. So it was a, it was really a joy to go back and rewatch this movie today. So we'll we'll talk more about this movie, which, by the way, has <laughs> the dopest movie cover art slash poster of all time it does. i love <laughs> the cover art to this film it is just um, absolutely magnificent so um jenny we know that horror started with you with house on haunted hill now nikki i gotta know what was your first horror movie my first horror movie was child's play the original child's play um and i don't remember exactly when that came out 90 no 89 something like that 88. So I was close. I was three. <laughs> um, and I probably watched it when I was five, something. I mean, I was a little kid and had no business watching it, but I watched it <laughs> and uh, I remember it rocking my world. <laughs> I mean, just, um, and I think, you know, that's no cinematic masterpiece or anything, but it's, it scared the shit out of me as a kid. And I well, think the biggest thing was seeing that an adult, so um, the kid's mom in the movie, when she was so horrified and the actor was pretty good, at, you know, screaming and hiding behind a door. And I saw that an adult could be that scared. And that's what floored me. Right. Well, and I, I will always talk up Child's Play because everybody that knows me knows, while it's not my favorite movie, the Child's Play franchise is my absolute favorite horror franchise bar really? none so oh absolutely oh. i think that um every horror franchise has its peaks and valleys and for me child's play is all peaks with a little mini valley i guess in seed of chucky um but that movie still has a lot of redeemable qualities to it i think that the kills in that movie are absolutely fantastic jennifer tilly is just a goddess oh, in I that film Yes. Um, the only thing I don't like about Seed of Chucky now in 2023, almost 2024, I think the trans representation could have been done a little bit better. Oh, for sure. um, they could have made the trans representation not be made for laughs and done for jokes. Yeah. So 
I think they really rectified that in season two of the Chucky TV series. I think they did a lot better with their trans representation of who Glenn Glenda is. But again, in 1999, 2000, when that movie came out, it, it wasn't a hot button topic at the time. And, um, and I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. I'm not saying trans rights are because it's a hot button. That's not what I mean. What I mean is it wasn't this thing where it was so taboo. Right. you know back then exactly. so um obviously you guys know me i'm all about everybody being who they are being happy with who they are and loving more. who you love but more. yeah yeah i just wish that the representation would have been done a little better sure. than that but yeah, so i started oh, oh, I'm sorry. i was just gonna say unfortunately a lot of movies haven't aged well in that respect with right. you know when any any kind of not trans rep- representation or um gay or bi representation in movies often mm. you know and you watch it back and you're like that makes me yeah yeah um yeah so and it's funny because we grow and we mature and we realize we've made mistakes and we learn from them and i think that the, especially with don mancini in the child's play series i i really feel like that's what he did with chucky season two was and you know don's always been an openly gay man so he i don't think he was being malicious with his trans representation he just took a big swing and he missed yeah. he came back with chucky season two and he really rectified what he did he made it you know, much more respectful to the trans community and, you know, good on him for that. You know, he came out pretty much and said, you know what? I kind of fucked up a little bit. Let's make it better. Good for you. You learned from your mistakes. You didn't run from them. Great man. Um, so I started with you, Jenny, but Nikki, I want to know, you know, we're talking about child's play. You know, we know that you were a very young lady the first time that you had seen it, but uh, what would you say, do you remember who you were with when you would watch it for the first time? I, this is kind of dark. Um, so my mom, I was, I was hashtag blissed with a mother who um, was an addict and did not keep tabs on me. So I wandered over to the neighbor's house one night and uh, they were watching child's play. It was like a, um, you know, a young like bachelor pad. And uh, these guys had uh, child's play on TV and I was over there and like glued to the TV. Like, <laughs> what is this? And so that's how I, yeah, it was not with friends or family. It was just with some randos. So that's, that's how my mom rolled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm a recovering addict. Um, yeah. so, um, I, I'm sorry, you know, I, I've, I've been around it. Yeah, my yeah. kids have been around it. My, my kids haven't been around me. Thank God. I, I the minute yeah. that Ashley got pregnant with our 15 year old, she was like, "Look, it's either that or them." Yeah. And so, pretty easy choice. But, um, you know, I'm really sorry that happened to you. But it started horror. As long as nothing else bad happened to you, yeah. you know, th- that's it. Yeah. Um, so you know, watching it with the neighbors. Um, now when we talk about these two movies, they're both super iconic for different reasons and we'll get more into those. But when we're talking about, um, house on haunted Hill, Jenny, do you remember which scene it was that affected you the most from this film? Yes. Um, I saw that when I was, I was little too, I was only six years old when I watched it and it was in, uh, it was in school, actually another kid wanted to watch it for Halloween and the teacher was like, okay, is everybody okay watching wow. this scary movie? And like, of course, some kid's going to be like, no, I'd rather do schoolwork. <laughs> so like, we all were like, yeah, let's watch a movie. And the scene that got me, and it gave me nightmares, and it still gives me kind of an irrational fear of <laughs> body parts being in boxes. Oh. Uh, it was Nora goes into like a room and she opens a box and there's just like a head mm-hmm. in the box. And that was like yeah. the first time I had seen like gory makeup and mm-hmm. body parts and then like a movie. Yeah. And still now, even if I go into like a hotel room and open an empty drawer, I'm scared there's going to be like an arm or something in there. <laughs> but that was it's a head in a box. Sticks in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. At school. Yeah. Would never happen today. 
That's no. a, like it's just funny how the times have changed because like even when you're watching this movie back, like it really is a creepy movie. And like mm-hmm. the amount of times they're breaking the fourth wall and they're talking directly to you and things like that. And one of my favorite moments when you have the skeleton that's walking on its own. Yeah. And you think that it's Vincent Price's skeleton that's walking towards her and then she falls mm-hmm. in the water. Like there's just so much about this movie that really still holds up, like practically and acting wise, like you're watching it and you're just like, this, this is really good. This is a lot of fun to watch this movie. So I couldn't agree more. And I was really happy that I got the chance to go back and rewatch this in preparation for this episode because I haven't watched it in a couple of years and rewatching it. I'm just like, wow, they really, really did a great job on this movie. And there's a lot of very intimidating, scary moments in this movie, especially for the fifties. So, yeah. um, you know, we know which scene affected you the most being the head in the box. But, uh, Nikki, what would you say the scene was from Child's Play that affected you the most? I think the one that really comes to mind is when the, I don't remember her name, the mom, the character that plays uh, the mom in the movie, she's like running in the bathroom away from Chucky. He's stabbing through the bathroom door with a knife and she's just losing her mind. Um, And that, again, because seeing an adult or a mom so terrified as a kid, it was like, oh, my God. Who's supposed to comfort me if, if you know, if a mom is that scared? Um, yeah. So that's what did it for me. Was that the knife coming through the bathroom door scene? <laughs> yeah. And again, like when we're kids, especially, um, I've talked about this a couple of times when we talk about Child's Play. If you're a kid watching Child's Play as compared to an adult watching Child's Play, it's a whole different ballgame. Oh, yeah. Because oh, as kids, you know. We love our Barbies. We loved our Thundercats, our WWF toys. You know, like those action figures were our life when we were kids. And then you get a movie where they're killer, Uh you know. And so you do the Toy Story thing where like you go to shut your door and you're like, oh. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, you know, watching Child's Play for the first time as kids, which a lot of us did in our generation, I think I'm a couple years older than you guys. But, uh, you know, when you have that type of thing, it really was intimidating to us, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and having, you know, all mechanical, all robotic doll like like they did with a lot of this when they weren't using a human being, a little person, they were using animatronics and it looks really good even today. Mm-hmm. Like the way that the child, the Chucky doll in the original Child's Play looks is phenomenal. Yeah. Like yeah. it looks really, really good. So, yeah. um, so we know what scene affected you guys the most now. With House on Haunted Hill, mm-hmm. it, it got a remake back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, were you a fan of the remake of House on Haunted Hill? Or was it one that you kind of, they you wish they would have let a sleeping dog lie? <sighs> I I actually never saw the remake. I couldn't really? do it. I couldn't do it. I loved the original. Yeah. And we, we do have an episode of our podcast where we do talk about Vincent Price a lot. He was one of my surprise topics. Uh-huh. I'm obsessed with him. I love the original. I was like, I don't even want to watch it. That's I don't want to watch it. And a lot of the remakes of Vincent Price movies, I don't really want to want to watch. Because yeah. <laughs> I just I, I will really say love the original. Yeah. The, the House on Haunted Hill remake, um, it really does do justice to the original and the fact that it doesn't just rip the original off and do it scene by scene. It really does make it its own film. Um, well, you know, I did try watching it one time and it just made me so nostalgic to watch the old one and I ended up turning it off and putting on the old one. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i i think it's it's one of the, in my defense though i watched the remake before i had seen the original i didn't um I, I grew i was like you were talking about hashtag blessed um <laughs> i was very blessed uh my mom and dad owned a mom and pop video store growing up so oh, nice. um, you know i just i pre- it was downtown video was the name of our store and i just pretty much grew up inside this video store and oh. um 
you know, so whenever new films were coming out, I was always gravitating to the horror section and mm -hmm. what's out now, what can I take home? What can I watch? What can I go in the back room and watch? And um, <laughs> I was just really, really lucky to have that childhood. And I, I had seen, like I said, the remake of Hustle on Haunted Hill before I'd seen the original. Then I watched the original. I was like, oh, these movies are so fucking good. Yeah. So um, now we haven't had a remake of this since the 90s. And we know that Hollywood will beat a horse until it's beyond oh, that. So, yeah. so would you like to see them try to do that again today? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe. I, mean, you are, I, I don't know. Yes. I don't think I could say yes to that either. I'm just... I liked I liked the remake okay, but again, like you, I saw that before the original, so I right. I enjoyed it because I remember being a teen and being scared by it. But I, mm -hmm. I don't know about a new new one. Yeah, I don't know either. I think they should just leave it alone. Some yeah. of the classics just need to be left alone. Yeah. I think. Well, I mean, they did the Haunting of Hill House. Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, that was, good. that was a that that was a lot of influence from. Uh, it definitely was, yeah. So because I thought that was really cool. That was, and, and, and Mike Flanagan's my my oh, favorite. Oh, we I love him! A, a <laughs> so god, so I good. actually, I, I'm getting to meet him in March, so I'm wow. super super stoked for the chance awesome. to meet him. Like, yeah, I'm already nervous as hell. Hey, yeah, tell him oh, the yeah, sure. says hello. <laughs> <laughs> so we 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 talked about the remakes and the requels and such of House on Haunted Hill, but with Child's Play, obviously we did get the 2019 remake, which was definitely more of a reimagining of uh -huh. sorts but child's play is a bigger franchise so in the child's play franchise which one would you say is your favorite of the bunch i liked um the bride of chucky quite a bit that was a good um because again <laughs> jennifer tilly yes so great she's and so her, awesome uh so i i really enjoyed that one quite a bit um and then of course the the original you know just for nostalgic reasons but yeah i really mm -hmm. liked bride of chucky see yes. i i don't know like i love the first one I really, really like the second one. Part three will always be my favorite. And really? everybody else hates part three, but I love that movie like so much. I think Chucky has the best one-liners in that movie. It has two of the saddest deaths in the entire franchise in that movie. Chucky is still super evil. They have that carnival scene at the end. I just, I'm enamored with that film. So, nice. um, we talked about your guys' first horror movies and what they mean to you. But now I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball at you guys here for a second. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with you, Nikki. Jenny, you're going to get to be a cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater and get to think about this question a little <laughs> bit. Right. Nikki, you're going to have to answer right away. So okay. um, we talked about your guys' first horror movie. But now my little buddy Ghostface is here and he has a question for you. Okay. What's your favorite scary movie, Nikki? Oh. Um, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Oh, boy. My favorite horror movie of all time. That's yeah, tough. that's so hard. Um, I I really, 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 and I'm hoping you don't say the same thing because I know you love this too, but I really like The Shining. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. The Shining was, oh my God. I got other ones. Stanley Kubrick. And mm -hmm. and of course I loved reading the book. I mm -hmm. think I read the book as a, like in high school. Um, Stephen King was one of my favorite authors. And um, so that one's always kind of got a soft spot in my heart. Um, that is a really hard question, but I think that one's up there, and that's what mm -hmm. I got off the cuff. Did Did you watch Doctor Sleep, the sequel? Yes, yes. I've I've said numerous times that is my favorite horror sequel of all time. Really, I think it's I think it's absolutely it. amazing. It's great. It's yeah, yeah. Really it's fantastic. All right, I will let you ask her. Settle down. All right. Well, we got to ask <laughs> Nikki, so now he wants to ask you now. What's your favorite scary movie, Jenny? <laughs> well, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Well, I probably would have said The Shining, but I 
we and we've talked about this on the podcast numerous times that I am a very big fan of cheesy yeah. 80s slasher movies and I have a soft spot for Freddy Krueger I love Nightmare on Elm Street that's probably my favorite I love them all see that's what I would have guessed before the other day when you said shining so yeah yeah I think that uh, when you put in the budget, I think A Nightmare on Elm Street is probably the best horror movie of all time when it comes to how the movie was made. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will honestly say, and again, I'm sorry for repeat viewers, you got to hear this again. Um, if you take out that stupid blow-up doll at the end and that ridiculously dumb fucking Freddy car, <laughs> that is the perfect horror movie. If you take yeah, out yeah. that last five minutes, mm-hmm. um, every kill... Is super impactful. Yeah. Uh, and something else I've talked about that I, I just learned when I started doing Sledgehammer Horror. Robert England is on screen in A Nightmare on Elm Street for less than eight minutes. Wow. Freddy Krueger is on screen less than eight minutes, and you never see him kill anybody. In Tina's Dream, you see her getting dragged up the wall, but you don't see Freddy. Johnny Depp, you see him pulled in the waterbed. You don't yeah. see Freddy. Mm-hmm. The jail cell, you see J. Sue Garcia be hanged, but you don't see Freddy. Uh, because they didn't have the budget to do the makeup to make him look the same for every shot. That's why ninety oh percent of the time, I never noticed Freddy, that. <laughs> yeah, when you see Freddie in this movie, he's either really, really dark in the shadows, right, or like you very rarely get close-ups on his face because they just didn't have the budget. And all the budget they had, they were using for the practical effects, whether it was the water bed or Tina up the wall, uh-huh. and a dumb fucking car at the end. But <laughs> I, I think that like, it really is like just an amazing, amazing tribute to what you can do on a budget. If you're really yeah. dedicated to your craft. And I think maybe that even made it a little creepier, not right. so much. And it's like, your mind is like, Ooh, I wonder what's behind mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But, to me, it shows his power. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you never see him, but that's how powerful he is. You know what he's doing. So yeah. mm-hmm. um, I've had an amazing time with you guys talking about your first horror movies, your favorite horror movies. But before I let you go, we always end on the same question. And I'll start with you this time, Jenny. Um, okay. We're talking about House on Haunted Hill. And what we're going to do is rank this movie on a skull count. Now, we're not ranking it on acting, direction, production, score, nothing like that. We're not being critics. What we're doing here is ranking this movie on how much it affected you on your first viewing. So, Jenny, House on Haunted Hill, zero skulls being not effective, five being extremely effective. You can use half and quarter skulls anywhere in the middle. Uh, Jenny, what would your ranking of House on Haunted Hill be? The way it affected me, I've had a pretty big obsession with Vincent Price majority of my life, and it's because of seeing that movie. So I would say 4.5 skulls. Nice. That's very fair. And like I said, we might not be here had you not had seen that movie when you did. And right. uh, same question for you, Nikki, on uh, Child's Play. What would you rank Child's Play zero to five? At the time, its impact on me, it was a, a solid five. Mm-hmm. Solid See, five. And I also need, uh, to I, tell, I need to tell you our measurement system on the Gory Hole podcast <laughs> is bags of diarrhea. So I give it oh. five, five bags of diarrhea. Mm-hmm. There you go. Hopefully not on a plane. Yeah, call back. (laughs) Well, see, and like for me, um, I don't remember my first comedy. I don't remember my first drama, my first rom com. I remember House 1986. Yes, like I fucking remember that movie. Like it rocked me, and um, I wouldn't be the human being I am today had I not watched House. You know, Um, I remember taking my wife out on our very first date, and then going home to her house. And seeing the people under the stairs poster on her wall and going, wow, I'm going to marry her. Like, this is the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. 
And um, I have, you know, we went and seen, I took her out. We seen War of the Worlds, the Tom Cruise movie. We went back to her place. I saw that poster and I told her mom, I was like, I'm probably going to marry your daughter. And she was like, ha, 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 ha. And now she's like, damn it. He fucking meant it. Like, it's been, I, I gave you three grandkids, Amy. You know, I love you. Um, so I, I know I said it at the beginning, guys, but we are at the end of the third act. The credits are about to roll and the curtains are about to drop. But before that happens, I had their amazingly disgusting, gory, and immature links right down in the description, guys. So make sure you're following them on social media. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast so you can become a part of that family as well. Because we all want to see their ranking of how many bags of diarrhea they get for their things. So, um, ladies, please don't go anywhere. I have a couple more questions for you. Um, Well, before we leave, we we have a friend that would like to say hi to you. Uh, Hey! This is our friend, Cold Ethel. <laughs> she's a very big part of the podcast yeah she's our, she's our co-host she yes. is a high dollar um rehomed sex doll we adopted a sex doll and she's yeah. part of the podcast and she's pretty much just as much of a part of it as we are well if she ever wants to come on and talk about her first horror movie i'm sure she could give me a mouthful perfect you're right about that <laughs> <laughs> that that's amazing i absolutely adore that so um yeah now i'm all discombobbled like, I'm like, uh, <laughs> she tends to do that to people she should have had her dress better. I, I mean look at her she's looking at me with those big beautiful eyes and that gaping yeah. mouth like what am i supposed to do uh, <laughs> so yeah oh like i said guys uh, please hang out i got a couple more questions for you yeah. um everybody else as always if you haven't already please like and subscribe it really helps our channel more than you know and follow Sledgehammer Horror on social media. Our links are in the description as well. But until next time, keep talking horror, stay what you are, and we'll see you guys soon.